Danny. And I'm Danica. And we're biracial unicorns. The minisode! So time. Is it fall yet? <laughs> I just want I feel like each year it keeps getting like further and further away. And I know that sounds very doom and gloom, but that's just where we're at right now. So I just, you know, people jokingly online are like, only so many days to Halloween. I'm like, but what's the point if I'm still burning up? Mm. So Yeah, I don't actually feel that way. Uh, but I think mm. it's probably because I spent my single digit years in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> So, yes. so it was like, it was never at all remotely cool until Halloween. Halloween was always like the mark of the beginning without fail. Like Halloween was the first evening where you would need a jacket. Oh. So I think I'm already prepared. I'm already prepared for this life. You're ready. <laughs> she she was born ready. <laughs> I just can't imagine doing the whole like, do you wear your costume over your sweater? Do you wear the sweater over the costume to be like that was that's the epitome, at least in my house was always like, they're going to be too cold. They're not going to be, you know, warm enough. It was like the epitome of the conversation within the house of like trick or treating is layering. Yeah, yeah very, the very layering. <laughs> It's hard, especially when you're wanting to be, like, accurate. And then yes. you're like, why didn't I think of something that was long sleeves? <laughs> very, very, very true. I, yeah. Oh, but I don't want to get too much into costume decisions because I feel like that's very rich for mm. another conversation. Like, I, yeah. I already feel like how good it's going to be because I kind of want to just tap into fall because I'm just, I'm aching for the weather. I'm, aching for the decor and so i'm just been kind of slightly watching movies to help deal with this heat wave and i just want to pick on some nostalgia something we we, we might have tapped into but i want to take a full immersive dive into something that has conquered film animated series broadway even had a video game a very bewitching soundtrack and a very great original story so if we all say his name three times together perhaps he'll be able to conjure some good stuff here when we introduced beetlejuice 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 beetlejuice, beetlejuice. beetlejuice. <laughs> yes great topic Tamika. Uh, love it i'm so, so that the film came out in 1988 and I do not like that math. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, but to be fair, it tracks. Because that means yeah. it came out when we were very small. Mm -hmm. If if we were even alive. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't have the receipts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I, but I feel like it's just always been a part of my life. Like, yes. I don't remember a life before Beetlejuice. I don't, it's weird. I don't, everyone's like, do you remember the first time when you watch a certain movie? And there's some very real moments where I remember, oh, I watched this movie and it was so iconic at the time, but Beetlejuice was just always around and on. And, you know, like you said, very intricately part of, you know, my 90s existence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when was the animated series on? When did that debut? Do you know? That here, I can, I have the stats on it right now. Not very far after, because this came around the time animated series from 1988. Yeah, 1989. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I loved the animated series mm. when I was a kid. Like, I loved Lydia. 
Oh, and in my even though set. I've seen I've seen the movie so many times in my mind when I picture Lydia Dietz, it's the animated series Lydia yes. Dietz. No shade, Winona Ryder. Yeah, but it's just yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's so iconic. The hair, that red dress. She's she's uh, she's serving all the looks. Stunning. I love it. The off purpley kind of vibe of the lips. It's so great. Yeah. It's yeah. so great. I um, but the, you, I think you're completely right. I mean, that was very popular. Everyone who had a motion picture in that time frame, from the late '80s to mid '90s, got a cartoon. Yeah, in the cartoon, I mean, the Beetlejuice cartoon was nothing like the movie. <laughs> like uh, well, Beetlejuice yeah. was like her friend. Like they were. Yeah. <laughs> it was very it, different. It was, but I think they had to. You know, or yeah. else they wouldn't have it. You had to. They talked about it before on this interview that I watched. They had to make him kind of likable in a weird, doofy way. You know, they yeah. had to kind of a give him this like unlimited amount of power. He didn't always have to be conjured. And he needed to be, even if he was kind of gross and didn't do the right thing, you still had to be secretly rooting for him. Yeah. Which I mean, were we not secretly rooting for him in the movie? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just about the sandworms. Yeah, right. Team sandworms. <laughs> I came here for worms, and I'm leaving with them. <laughs> no, and it's it is creepy to think about in retrospect, though. Even still, because I remember in the cartoon he called Lydia babes. Oh yeah, and it's still creepy. Because yeah, what would you say her age is in the cartoon? Oh God, I I mean she seemed I don't know twelve. So I don't, 16? I, don't I put her I always put her about like 14, like right at that cusp, like leaving yeah. middle school, junior high into crevicing high school. Yeah. She had like some independence, but still obviously needed to be home. Mm. <laughs> so it's yeah, he was and I mean he looked like a 30, late 30s, 40s year old man calling her yeah. names. But yeah. we bought into it. But I mean, even the movie, same thing of him trying to, the opposite, where um, Lydia despised the character, but he forced, was trying to force her to marry him. Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that whole, it's very gross, very creepy. Mm-hmm. But that's like, I think, part of, part of the, the villain mm-hmm. aspect. But yeah, the movie, so the, I mean, we've talked about it before, but just like, the aesthetic of the mm-hmm. movie is so, I mean, it's so Tim Burton, but it's also like, so my life, like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, they did. What was so great about Tim Burton is that he was still kind of relatively like a young gun. And the fact that he, you know, he didn't play it safe in this. He was able to mosh all these different types of, of platforms and art forms. And it just still hold up. Like, that's what I love about this. Like, we can see what the stop animation of the of of the worms, right? Of the sandworms. But it still, like you said, fits the aesthetic. Even the um the, the, the house in the beginning, the way they set up the story of the the people, the the couple dying, is so idyllic. And I love that they use the model of the house throughout the movie. And I love the look of that. And Michael Keaton does such a great iconic job of that. And actually I didn't click to this. But he's technically only in the movie like 18, 19 minutes. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. it only took him like two weeks to film his whole part. And it's the movie is called Beetlejuice. I'm like, why did I not track this? Yeah, I, I've, I've realized that too. It's 
I mean, he's so he is so larger than life in that role. Mm-hmm. It's so iconic, even though he's like hardly in the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, what was it? There's no small parts, you know? <laughs> yeah. But he, he took that. And I love the artistry of, of the, the underworld of them trying. And I think what was so great about this, it was such an original an idea. And I think about Beetlejuice and I think about some movies in, of that time period as well of where I'm kind of frustrated now is that it is original. Mm. These guys are just like, they were very much inspired of, I mean, death was kind of a big deal. Ghostbusters and Poltergeist. And I know they were still kind of capitalizing on that, but it was still in such an original way of where we have these particular ghost couple that they're, they're, you're rooting for them. They're kind of the good guys. And the mortal living parents of Lydia are kind of trashy. They're garbage and they're, you're not rooting. You kind of want them to be, (laughs) to leave. And it's just so interesting and i miss that originality and i know they originally when they wrote the movie it was supposed to be way darker Mm. yeah i've heard that too and i mean i would probably still love love that version of beetlejuice but part of it is just like you're saying it has so much heart it's like so sweet like at its core (laughs) it's like such a sweet movie about belonging and finding your place and like family and the family that you choose you know yes yeah it's i mean it's just such a good movie such a good movie (laughs) and i think it's not even just like i think what's also great about it is that it's not just like halloween it's just all things creepy and mysterious and i don't know i i love it and i think um was it Baldwin? Yeah, Alec Baldwin played Adam. Mm-hmm. And Gina uh, Davis played yes, Barbara. Yes, there you go. Mm-hmm. They were so... They just played that perfect quintessential suburban... Yeah. Um. True story. Ian and I were supposed to... Or my husband. I never say his name on the show. <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> we were supposed to be adam and barbara for halloween a couple years ago and i got as far as like making so i wanted us to be like them trying their best to scare so i got as far as like making the molds to make the masks but then i ran out of time and i was like this was 2019 i'm like cool i'll just revisit this next year 2020 (laughs) needless to say i've never been barbara for halloween (laughs) <laughs> but I don't but now that you say it that's all I'm ever gonna see it I was actually Lydia last year for Halloween like we just like pulled together some costumes of things we had around the house to get into the Halloween spirit and I was mm-hmm. Lydia because you know my wardrobe is already Lydia like, mm-hmm. I just put I some it. gel in my bangs and I'm Lydia <laughs> who doesn't love a spiky gel bang yeah. Can we just talk about the fashion? Can we just talk fashion. about Oh my the gosh. Fashion? Catherine O'Hara in the movie, her her fashion oh. as as the stepmom is like out of control. I love I, it. I I love Catherine O'Hara. She just yeah. embodies whatever role she plays. She's just she is effortless f like funny. Like even when she's being the straight character, this villainous character, she just delivers every single line and you just believe the backstory like you already know like this person is just privileged and and, and strip of humanity and you've the arty type like you already know that person and is there anything more iconic than them doing deo around the kitchen table yeah. 
I every time I watch that scene, I'm just like in awe. Like it's done so well. <laughs> I love so, it. It's so much well. of it is her, obviously, mm-hmm. but yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's just so so good, and I'm kind of glad they didn't go too much darker. Like you said, I probably would still have enjoyed it, but I think the longevity of it, and I, it made you rethink of what a villain kind of looks like. Like he has this very impish, low key kind of error about him and i think that's sometimes even more maniacal than just straight up ghostly in possession because he did lure people in there was a little bit of trusting there was the sleazy carsman uh appeal of him which i find way more icky yeah yeah because that's a little bit more relatable isn't it but what do you think i know where like my my phone is about to go off but before as soon as the movie was released and this thing made like over 70 million dollars by the way ridiculous amount of money they were already projecting to do a beetlejuice 2 and it is like one of the biggest uh ongoing rumors i feel like every year they say there's gonna be a beetlejuice 2 there's gonna be I'm a gonna beetlejuice say, 2. no like yeah. don't please don't yeah. i'm so tired like right now it feels like entertainment is all just nostalgia is all just cashing in on nostalgia and reunions and sequels and remakes. And I'm just like, "Mm." and I, I like Beetlejuice the way it is. Mm -hmm. I do too, because I feel like even with, so I've never indulged in the musical, which apparently has done well. Yeah. I haven't either. But I, when you have a character as iconic as that, it's really hard to separate it from the actor. It mm. really is. Mm-hmm. Um, now, has it been done before in other iconic roles? Yeah, but I feel like with this one, all they're going to be doing is the impersonation of the actor playing that role and not their take on the role. Right. So I will always struggle with someone impersonating Michael Keaton being Beetlejuice instead of how do you interpret Beetlejuice? No, I know exactly what you mean. Mm. Because it all comes back to Harry Potter. (laughs) But I I feel like that was my least favorite part of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Mm. was that the actress playing Moaning Myrtle was just playing movie Moaning Myrtle. And Mm. I'm like, let's just Let's just redo all this. Yeah. I don't want you to be movie Moaning Myrtle. This is a different <laughs> a yes. different a different medium, a different like show. Like let's let's explore the character. Like let's see your take on the character. But I think with those large and and then even more so with those large productions that way, they're often just kind of carbon copies of each other. All the different performances mm-hmm. in different places, right? So, I mean, I don't know since I haven't been in one of those shows, but it seems like there is a lot of pressure on the actor to like recreate the performance. But I think you're right. There are certain iconic roles, Moaning Myrtle being one of them somehow, which is crazy to think about. Beetlejuice for sure, that it'll just be like... This is this person's version of Michael Keaton playing Beetlejuice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that makes me, you know, it, it makes me sad for the, for the actor. And it, 
how can you ever have anything that's like authentic art when you are constantly just going off of someone else's interpretation? Mm. But I'm, I'm sure, you know, I, I, I've, I've watched a couple of bits in uh, like watching a Tony's or something like that. And it looks fun. Like they, it's kind of like when they did Adam's family as a musical, like I enjoy it yeah. because I enjoy them. But when you come at it through more of a, like a critical lens of like creativity and showmanship, you're like, mm, this is still just referential and not, creating something new and asking different questions and like you said kind of respecting the medium a little bit yeah yeah so, you know but i've also you know here are my tonys and my awards and my platinum albums to also back up all of these things so <laughs> yeah but yeah no i agree i want like a new movie that has the feel of beetlejuice that's not beetlejuice like I agree. Part of why it has that staying power is because it was so creative, so different. That's the kind of movie I want to see. I'm tired of watching all this nostalgia stuff. I know. I just watched the adverb for, I always say just, and I'm like three weeks ago, <laughs> uh, for Ghostbusters 2 or the next one or whatever yeah. one's coming out. And kind of the same thing of like, I love the aesthetic. I think it's going to, you know, what I watch it, I don't know. But kind of the same thing of like, stop, stop making money off of my nostalgia and just give me something that I will just enjoy. <laughs> I don't know. It's always mixed feelings. There's a like, that's how I feel Space Jam has already been like, oh, yeah, they're oh, yeah. just they're just banking on your nostalgia and your love for classic cartoons. And but maybe we're at the point where we just we want to think of something else. We don't want to think about climate change. We don't want to think about Delta variances. We just want to look at Hanna-Barbera cartoons and take our money. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if if avoiding the apocalypse, like, <laughs> if I can't do anything, I guess okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a terrible attitude to have, my friends. Let's not let's not be there. <laughs> let's not do that. But I don't know. The fact I love that there's a, apparently for IMDb just keeps holding a place for Beetlejuice too. So let's just keep holding Rumored. the candle. Yeah, I love it. So let's just keep holding this hypothetical candle. Um, if Michael Keaton can come back and play Batman, may maybe just maybe. But you know, but let's just keep let's just keep the fantasy. I love I love just the rumor, the rumor that will continue on long after we're gone. I know we're like way over, but Bill and oh, we're Ted so over. Bill and Ted, like they did yes! it, they, and and we'll have that conversation later. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you are so right! Like and I they held make... that candle for a long time, and and then yeah. it happened. And aren't they making the like Matrix? A Matrix, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I guess maybe yeah, stranger yeah. things have happened in, in t the times we live in, Danny. The times we live <laughs> in. We live in. All right. We want to hear from all of you and in, in your hot takes on Beetlejuice and on the entertainment industry cashing in on nostalgia. What is a remake you would love to see and what's a remake you would hate to see? That's what I want. Yes. To Can I tell you uh, so many times I've wanted to have that as a topic mm. for a mini episode, but I just thought it would just be like, how, how could we ever do that in it's our a fake hard one. time? Yeah. In our it's fake a hard period. one. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. You know how to reach us all the usual ways. Check the show notes. We'll be back next week, and then we'll be back in two weeks with another mini-sode. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. Peace. Out.